welcome ladies and gentlemen to the latest and greatest episode of game rivals i am one of your hosts maximus and as always with me is the nathan to uh to our drake the man who always finds the hidden treasure it's sean templar how's it going sean i'm good i don't know what that was i'm good how are I you i was i was trying to go for a uh, obviously for an uncharted thing and then i kind of i kind of choked you, you could have gone with uh he's the the the, the nathan to uh, sully or something like that you know uh yeah, I probably yeah it's okay that. how are you uh i'm good i'm good it's uh been it's been a okay it's i'm good now it's been a very very long a uh, couple of weeks for me in work it's been super tiring but we are here again it feels we like ages recording. ago it does feel like ages ago. even yeah. though it's been like two weeks i know right? but it feels like like it's been months i think it's because a lot of news dropped yeah probably and i don't like there's like way too much stuff dropped that i wasn't even able to keep like an eye on or like even be like okay is this like interesting enough news to talk about yeah um so we're gonna do our best but if we miss a couple of news things uh this time uh, for one it's not the first time we've done that and two um we are we are literally recording the, th- this episode literally goes out the day of a of a of a state of play which you know thank you sony for that i would um, i would say like at least but I hope people tune in to this not to hear the news here first, but more like to get our take on the news. Because then you'd be living under a rock. I mean, if you were waiting for two <laughs> weeks, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, some some people like to get the news from us. I'd like to believe that some people enjoy getting the news from uh, us, uh, uh, yeah. even if it is like like secondhand or firsthand. Either either hand. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, even uh, but it's fine. Like even without the state of play information, we can probably speculate about what's gonna be shown there later. Um, mm-hmm. We still have a we have still have plenty enough to talk about. Um, so let's just jump right into what we already were alluding to. So we have been talking about this movie, movie, but now really movie um, for Uncharted, and I was. Because it's been like a decade now that they announced that they were making an Uncharted movie. I never believed that they'd ever do it. You know, like I heard some cool, interesting things allegedly being the case about the movie. But yeah, they dropped a trailer. Yeah. For this, uh, for this Uncharted movie, so we got to see little Tom Holland <laughs> be Nathan Drake with uh, with Matt Damon as Sully. No, my and, work. Uh, Oh, Mark Wahlberg. Wait, why did I say Matt Damon? <laughs> I don't know. Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, so Mark Wahlberg as Sully, which I kind of don't hate. I, I kind of like it. The funny Sully. thing is, is he was cast as Nathan Drake in, in, when they, they started this venture. So, like, because the, so much time passed, they had to push him into the Sully role. So I heard something. Yeah, so I heard something else as well. Not that one. I mean, that one was like I think that one was like public knowledge like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, but this is like from way 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 before. So apparently, when the ball was starting to roll, like way back in the day when they first announced it, mm-hmm. they actually did approach Nathan Fillion for the role. Really? For the role, and because like 
this was like realize this. This was when Uncharted was first getting off the ground. So I think the first game was out and it was doing like decent numbers. So they were already trying to get like the movie version off the ground. And they approached Nathan Philly, and Nathan Philly was like, no, I don't want to do, like, a video game movie because that is... Because, you know, at the time, yeah. video game movies had, like, yeah. the most abhorrent reputation, right? Yep. Especially, but, like, especially, like, video game stories themselves. I so think, like, just, the only successful thing was Resident Evil, the movies. Yeah, and those sucked. Like, yeah. I saw clips of that one today, and I was like... Yeesh! The, that was bottom of the barrel. Yeah, but at the time, it was considered a success because it brought in a lot of money yeah it's because the normies watched it uh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah so it, i mean understandable nathan Fabian was like you know like he wasn't interested in it and then the years went by and then he found out that like uncharted is like this big franchise now and he saw like the actual games and the stories like yep. and the stories they were telling in the uncharted games and he was like that is so cool. Yeah. I want in on this. And it was like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, you already you had said, a chance, you know, yeah. And then he so, did so like so the was... fan movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the reason. So again, this is allegedly what I heard. Um, I don't know this for like a hundred percent fact. It's not okay. It, at this point, it's like single confirmed, no double confirmation. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it, it's, but possible. it seems very, exactly. It seems yeah. very credible. Right. Yeah. So if that's the case, if that's true, like, yeah. I mean, like, uh, the the Metal Gear movie has also been in development since 2008. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't can imagine that um, it's it's been hitting roadblocks because, you know, uh, all sorts of reasons. And now I think, I forgot the guy's name, but the guy that directed uh, Kong, Kong vs. Godzilla, I don't, I don't know if it's the same guy, but he's supposed mm-hmm. to do the Metal Gear movie as a director, and he's also a big Metal Gear fan himself. Um, so he's supposed to be the director now, but that's like two or three years ago that we heard that he was involved, and we still haven't seen anything. Mm, yeah. I still don't think that that movie's gonna happen. But then again, I thought the same thing about the Uncharted movie. So yeah, yeah. I will say this though, because I, because you know, because I recently played through like the first three games, I still need to play four. Um, so like none of the scenes ended because I heard people are like, oh yeah, this is like from four. And it's like, well, I don't know because I've have yeah. yet to play four. So the scenes that I do recognize, you know, like specifically the one from 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 uh, the plane scene from Uncharted Three, I was like, oh wow, they like are paying homage to that scene because it's yeah. not like shot for shot, but it is very super duper similar. Yep. Um, except they're not flying over a desert. They're flying over a tropical ocean with like small islands covering it and stuff. And there is this really fun like exchange that he has with this Scottish security guard who's like has this really thick Scottish accent, and he says like something to it. I forget what the line is, but it is so thick and funny. And like his reaction is like so Nathan Drake. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Like, I think the kid can probably pull it off. I would, it almost sounded, but I know it's not the same actor, but it almost sounded like um, in Uncharted 3, you have uh, another supporting character that helps you out. uh, I think it's 
name is Cutler, is the bald guy, the yeah, British yeah, yeah, bald yeah. guy. Yeah. I, I almost thought it was him because he really sounded like him. I was like, what? Is this like a cameo? But I know that the voice actor is a completely different person. Uh, yeah. But it was, it was it triggered that memory. Like, is this Cutler? Is this like a, 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 a cameo that the guy's making, you know? Yeah, but he wouldn't be an antagonist in this scene. And this was clearly someone who's... No, I mean, like, the, get... the the voice yeah. actor is making a cameo, but he sounds ah, like... okay, that's uh, what you mean. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I think, for sure, an, uh, uh, some of the voice actors would definitely make a cameo appearance in the movie. I think that's, like, a yeah. certain thing. Yeah, maybe. Like, I, I know that the um, uh, Nolan North was on the set. Yeah. Like, he was actually on the set, and, like, they did a little thing. That was a couple uh, of months like ago. promotional thing that was a couple yeah. of months ago. So maybe he makes a cameo. Per- that would actually be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even in the in, even in the Super Mario movie, the animated one by Illumination has a cameo from Charles Martinet, who's like the voice of Mario and Luigi and Wa- Wario and Waluigi. Yeah. Is that so, all done by one person? Yeah. You oh wow! Know no, of course yeah, not. He does Mario. He does Luigi. He does Wario. He does Waluigi. Wow. I think he does a few more voices, but I'm not 100% sure which one. Like, very okay. minor other stuff. Wow. But those are, like, the main characters that he voices. Which is kind of funny, because if you hear his Mario and then you listen to his Luigi, like, his Luigi is, like, way more animated. Mm. <laughs> which is kind of funny. But, but it it also makes sense, because Luigi is, like, the more animated brother. Mm-hmm. Especially if you play, like, the Luigi's Mansions game, because... He, He's the main character, so he has to emote a lot more as yeah. a main character. Because Mario, like, is very stoic. Yeah. If you really think about it. Like, yeah. outside of, like, his happy-go-lucky attitude, whenever it's, like, a mainline thing, like, if you look at, say, um, Super Mario Odyssey or Galaxy, Mario has way more stoic scenes in those games than he does in any of the other games. Like, if it's, like, a 2D platformer or... Uh, 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 you know, the Mario and Luigi RPGs is mm-hmm. like way more bubbly, but like mainline 3D Mario games, like more stoic. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, when is this movie supposed to come out again? Uh, February next year. It was, it was already supposed to come out this year, but it got yeah, postponed got because, of... Uh, because of COVID. So, yeah. Yay, COVID. Mm. And uh, I also saw some pictures off of the set of the Last of Us TV show, and I am convinced that Pedro Pascal will play a convincing Joel. I'm not mm. convinced that uh, I think her last name is Ramsey. Something so, the girl from Game of Thrones plays uh, a, a, a a girl from Game of Thrones plays uh, Ellie, mm. but you know is the is, is I don't know is is like a likeliness thing. And I mean, with Pedro Pascal, they've really been able to get that likeliness in there for Joel. But with her, I'm like, mm, I mean, you can well, get maybe the... she'll act, maybe she'll act appropriate. Yeah, because that because you can't always get cast someone who looks exactly like the character. Yeah, um, as long as they can portray the character well. Yeah, fine. Yeah, so yeah, I'm. Uh, it, it's looking promising. So um, I don't know if there's a release date for it. I would suspect next year, since they're shooting it now and. TV shows generally, you know, if you shoot it the year before, you generally release the year later after. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm expecting that, but it looked promising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I saw a few of the shots that we were talking about. It's like, okay, this they at least they're trying to nail the feel of yeah. The Last of Us with this show. So you know that's very exciting. Yeah. Um, I I'll hold my reservations until I see the whole show. And I have I'm not a... gonna say like it looks good or it looks or it looks like particularly bad or anything. I have um, a bigger hope for this because Neil Druckmann is involved as a writer. And the producer of Chernobyl is involved. And Chernobyl is, I personally think, one of the best TV shows that came out in the last few years. I don't know if you've seen it, but... It's, I have not seen it, but I've heard plenty it, of people talking about it. It is really good. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like a star-studded support team in there to help out make the movie, uh, the TV show, really good. So, I, uh, I'm... I'm uh, how do you say that? I'm excited. I would say I would say I'm more cautious, cautiously optimistic about it. But. Yeah, we'll see next year. Yeah, speaking of uh, stuff that's gonna happen next year, so you actually came with this one to me first because I hadn't seen it yet, and that is of course the delay that Advance Wars One Plus Two Reboot Camp yep. got till. Spring 2022. This game had a fixed date of a yep. December 3rd. I was so excited. I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna get it. It's my Christmas present to me. <laughs> I'm super excited. Let's go. And then that dropped, and I was like, Oh, if you're not giving us a new date and you're just giving us a season, there's probably way more things going on with that game. Then yep. we thought, yeah, it it might be that it might be COVID. It might also be that the game is just not ready yet for prime time. Yeah. So I'm hoping that it's. Well, I'm not hoping that it's the former because you know that would mean that people were sick. Um, I'm hoping that it's just polishing stuff, or or at least if there's something something fundamentally broken with the game. It's something that they want to fix or they're just trying to polish it up as best they, they can. Because I do know that the guys at WayForward, or sorry, the people at WayForward um, are way more... <laughs> and then he disappeared. Yeah. Are way more... <laughs> are, are super duper talented. And I know that they can like make a good game. Like they made the... Like the most recent game that they worked on is the River, the River City uh, Girls, like beat-em-ups. And those games look super duper tight. And I heard like all good things about it, and I still haven't picked it up yet. I should, um, because I love beat em ups, but um, I still don't have anybody to play them with. And I do not remember if they are co online co op. I kind of forget. But yeah, I mean, you know, WayForward has a good team. Um, I'm sure whatever it is that's causing the delay, they'll tackle it. And we'll get the best version of that game that we can possibly can from them. Outside of that, um, I guess we just have to be patient. I uh, mean, this year was supposed to be... Um, but there's not. that means there's nothing in terms of like Nintendo games coming out at the end of the year. Because it was this um, Super Mario Party, which is coming out this week... It's already out, right? I saw people already mm. buying it. Uh, maybe somebody got like a like a 
review copy, but it doesn't come out until the 28th. Really? I saw somebody already having a copy, or maybe that's like an older version, but I saw a Switch box with Super Mario. Oh, but anybody can make anybody can make a Switch box. Like they, uh, they this person isn't that talented. Uh, uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, not talented enough to work a printer and like just copy paste from the internet to sell it to, to like make it believable. No. Uh, uh, fair. Um, but again, maybe they got a review copy or something. Yeah, right. It doesn't come out until the 28th unless... Uh, maybe a which, retailer broke a street date. That's way too early. They don't get those kinds of strips events mostly until like two days before. Really? Nintendo, Yeah, Nintendo's like super cautious and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If they were able to get that stuff like a week in advance, first of all, kudos. I don't know what kind of like supply chain you're on, but <laughs> kudos to you. But if you're breaking street date a week early... You will never get stuff from Nintendo ever again. <laughs> uh, if they trust you enough to keep that stuff under wraps for a week, and you break street date anyways, man, you do not deserve to like get stuff like early anymore, because then you're just ruining it for the rest of it. I do know that the game apparently got leaked. Really? I saw something about a leaked game. I'm assuming that's the game because like there are no other Nintendo games coming out outside of that, and Advance Wars and Advance Wars got delayed, so there's no way there's an advanced copy of, oh, not intended, of Advance War. <laughs> okay, I believe you. So yeah, I mean, if that's the case, then hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, Super, super Mario, like Mario, uh, Mario Party's uh, Super Mario Party Superstar, whatever it's called. Um, great, like it's a remake remake slash combination of like the first three mario party games um no motion control so that's nice and uh online play for the entire game which is great for once uh ah speaking of i actually think we talked i mean we talked about this the last time because we had the the animal crossing direct happen then but um People are very salty about the price of the the expansion pack for Nintendo Switch Online. I saw that, but it's like a it's like fifty bucks, right? Yeah. So in the US, it's fifty bucks. Here, it's forty euros. But it's still a lot. Yeah. I mean, not not yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Because you know why people are triggered? I think why people are triggered? Because Nintendo Switch Online doesn't cost anything. It's like dirt cheap. And now they're adding this expansion and it's like expensive. Yeah. So the rumor has it that the reason why it's expensive is because they had to pay Sega like a lot for the for the Genesis. I can imagine. Yeah. I'm not surprised yeah. if that's the case. Yeah. Um, because they also have to like deal with because their lineup has like a lot of third party games so they have like they also have to deal with licensing the third party games so that they can be on the service and that's why Nintendo has to pay Sega a lot because Sega also has to pay the third party um publishers um for their games being on the service yeah it's like this weird like this weird chain of like <sighs> payments going on there okay um and like people are like, yeah, why why does the Sega stuff need to be there? Why not just put on Game Boy stuff, you know, or Game Boy Advance or 
GameCube or whatnot. Are people actually waiting for the Sega stuff? I, I honestly thought they were going to do N64 and Game Boy stuff. Yeah, everybody also thought they were going to do N64 and Game Boy stuff. Yeah. Even I was like, yeah, it has to be that. Nobody expected the Sega Genesis stuff, the Sega yeah. Mega Drive stuff. Nobody, not even me. And it's like, yeah. it's cool. I mean, there are some cool games in there, but to be fair, a lot of those games you can already play on Switch with the Sega Jit Classic Collection. Mm, okay. Which is like this a la carte thing that you can just buy. So it's kind of weird. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, at least you also get, I mean, for those that are interested, you get the DLC for Animal Crossing with it, which, great, which means I don't have to pay 25 bucks yet. I might do it down the line, but for now, I'll just get the expansion, and it comes with it. Plus, I get to play N64 games. I'm still, like, I, so one of the games, one of the launch games for this service, because by the time you're listening to this, the service is live, um, it's a game called Winback, which I had never heard of. And I did a poll on, like, my, 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 my uh, Twitter not a lot of people reacted because I don't have like a really big following, but the people that did react, most of them were like, yeah, win back what? <laughs> like, I think there's like only one or two people that, that were like, yeah, I heard of win back, but I never played it. Okay. Wow. Why? Like who asked for this game? <laughs> <laughs> like at least we're getting Banjo Kazooie down the line and Majora's Mask, and that's all fine. But we already have better versions of Links uh, of Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on the 3DS. Why don't we just get a port of those two games? I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. So I mean, I hope we get some more fun games. Like personally, if they brought uh, Snowboard Kids to the surface. Uh, sur- surface service um i would be ever so grateful so you know I w- i'm not um, surprised that you should At- say Atlas a game Sega. nobody's heard about no people have heard of snowbird kids more than they have a freaking win back i personally would be really happy if they brought golden eye to the n64 service yeah never gonna happen never gonna i know happen. it's never gonna happen but like that shit would make impact rumor has it that uh, 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 perfect Dark might actually come to the service. Really? But yeah. like people want Goldeneye. I know people want. Here's the thing: people want Goldeneye because it's Goldeneye. People yeah. want. Pers- uh, people would prefer Perfect Dark because it's the better of the two FPSs. Yeah, I only played because they did a lot I of. St- played uh, Perfect Dark. So. Like Perfect Dark has a lot of improvements to the gameplay. Yeah, and and to the gunplay, so it's like, I mean, yeah, like Golden Eye is purely nostalgia stuff. Like yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's, no, it's only nostalgia. But at least with like Perfect Dark, I can see that that being like they can improve upon the game. Yeah. Um, and since all these games also support online multiplayer, yeah. that's very nice. Um, I'm happy that at least. Right out of the gate, we're getting Sin and Punishment, which is like one of the best games on the N64. Um, Never heard of it. Yeah, that's because it was, at the time, a Japan-only game. And then on the Wii, we finally got it on the on the Wii Virtual Console for the first time. Because it never made sense for that game to not come out in 
uh, in Western territories. For one, the game has minimal menus. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure the menus are even in English for the most part. And there's voice acting, and all the voice acting is in English. There's no Japanese voice acting. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it was weird that it never came out. It did get a sequel that did get released worldwide on the Wii, which is also really good. Would also be nice to have that on the Switch somehow. Um, but yeah, the, the developer for it, Treasure, is not that big. I mean, they're they're a decent size, but they don't put out games as often as they used to. Mm. I mean, even back then, they didn't really put out a lot of games because they really take their time to make their games, and their games are always, like, super polished. So That's good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because it's like I get where people are coming from from one point of the, from one point of the thing, but also my thinking is that they might add more DLC packs to the service in the future for other games. So, like for example, like uh, Splatoon Two had a DLC, and we're getting Splatoon Three, so we might get like the future DLC also might be a part of the expansion pass. So you might they might do something like that where for, at least for their games, if there's DLC for it that they might add it to the service, they better. that would be really nice. <laughs> um, but I don't know if that's going to be the case. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's just it's just one of those weird 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 things that uh, people are kind of split behind but like the majority of i think the, it has to do with the, the price for the normal stuff is just majority so of people really hate the price yeah but like i think that's kind of the situation you created yourself because you offer the base service for dirt cheap like yeah. i mean people buy ps plus or xbox live gold and they know they have to pay 50 bucks a year for it or 60 bucks a year for it and then sony generally has for example i know sony has offers that you can get a whole year instead of 60 you can buy it for like 40 you know uh they do that a couple of times a year and microsoft publicly told them hey we have like this loophole in which you can get really cheap game pass ultimate for three years uh if you use and this it comes loophole. With live yeah and, and it comes with live and then at least with those services you know like you get ps plus games you get cloud save i mean you get all sorts of other stuff and then with the Game Pass and Xbox Live, you know, like, okay, I have the best multiplayer infrastructure in the world and I get loads of games and games with gold. Seriously, don't understand why they still have that uh, mm-hmm. next to Game Pass. So you kind of <laughs> know... The games are not even that good with games with gold. <laughs> yeah. So like, like these, like, super low-tier games. Yeah. So, like, as a consumer, you you know what you're getting into. You know, you, you have kind of that... You know the value proposition. But with this, I mean, like, when they announced it, I was like... The cheapest they're gonna offer this would be thirty bucks minimum. They can. It's not. It's not gonna be like fifteen bucks. It's not gonna be that. You know. It's like the the minimum that they're gonna charge is thirty bucks. And no, well, no, the whole uh, freaking uh, community is in uproar. Mm-hmm. But hey, I don't think they're gonna change their price. By the no, way, Just, no, no. I think yeah, they're too proud to do can... that. I don't think it's a pride thing. It's because stuff is calculated into the price very specifically. Um, yeah, but like they could take is, the loss. This is probably this is probably the this is probably like the minimum they could charge for it without. Well, I don't know if they 
Actually, they, I don't they, know if they could. They could take the loss. I mean, like, Microsoft takes a loss on Game Pass, I think, with some things, you know? Yeah, but Microsoft is, like, a way bigger company. Oh, Don't get yeah. me wrong. Nintendo is a big company, uh, too. Nintendo just... has shitloads of money. I mean, like, you don't get to where you are by pulling off tricks like artificially inflating games by bringing out, like, the Mario collection and saying, oh, it's going to go off the market in March. <laughs> I mean, like... That's bad. That's just bad stuff. You know, that's like a bully move. Okay. So don't come in here preaching your, your holy stuff. No, 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 no. That's a bad. Easy there, Chief. That's Easy. a big no, no. That's a big no, no. I mean, if Sony did that, they would burn down Sony HQ. Stocks would plummet overnight. Yeah, but Sony has other stuff. Like, Sony and Microsoft both have other stuff, so... Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. But, like, Microsoft can be the... the my, if, 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 a couple of months ago, the whole thing with Xbox Live Gold becoming more expensive. I mean, mm-hmm. people were in uproar, and within two days, they switched back. Yep. But that's Microsoft. Yeah, yeah definitely. But we know that some companies never change. And some companies might listen. I'm not even. I'm still not sure if this was. This counts as them listening. But people's requests are finally possibly being answered with the announcement of a new Splinter Cell in the works. Well, it's not even an official announcement. It's like a. It's very early. Like it's very early, 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 early. It's a rumor. um, it's a rumor yeah, I mean, that they have greenlit a uh, a a new Splinter Cell game, which obviously means it's early, but yeah, um, it's no official announcement yet. No, and I honestly, I, I think we talked about this. My initial feeling was joy, and like after five minutes, it was horror, because I thought the Ubisoft of today will not is... be able to do the fans a service by bringing out this game. Because the game will be riddled with bugs and issues when it comes out. Then they'll and fix DLC it. And microtransactions. Yeah. So, you know, live service galore, microtransactions. So, um, yeah, I mean, people should not get excited for this stuff. Yeah. Especially since we already know that Ubisoft said that they are refocusing their efforts on life ser- uh, on life services i mean if assassin's creed next year is called infinity and the rumors are true where you have this world in which you just buy storylines which are real world money and you customize your experience i mean if that is already the, the direction for their biggest franchise then you know it doesn't spell anything right for the rest you know what I just realized when you said it in that way? They are freaking Abstergo. They are. They are freaking at this point because that's <laughs> literally isn't that literally the whole deal with like the Animus? Yeah. Like you can like because I'm and I'm talking about the Animus post like the the the, the trilogy. Yeah. So basically, like basically from like what's what's the game that came out of after not. After Black Flag, there was one more. Uh, Unity. It was in uh, the French yeah, Revolution. So, yes, exactly. So Unity was the first one that was like, welcome to Abstergo. You get to experience this blah, 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 blah. Event Wasn't that in like... Black Flag already? I think in Black Flag Was that well. Black Flag? Yeah, I think it's Black Flag because in uh, Black might, Flag, you played like a nobody. Flag, yeah. You were like a, yeah. 
uh, a random cubicle guy that sat in an animus and because everybody did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's that it, that's where Ubisoft has landed yeah. on right now. Yeah. Because, oh my gosh, I mean, that like, is so insane. If they announce Prince of Persia and they push it twice, that already says enough. If they announce X defiant, whatever it's called, and the, the response is super negative. If they announce recently a, a, a Battle Royale Ghost Recon, and the and technical that thing gets pushed back yeah, indefinitely. The, the technical alpha gets pushed. That says enough, you know. People are like, just give People us. Are done with this. Yeah, just give up. I, I don't, like, I'm going to give credit to them. Ubisoft is the only one that is able to has been able to pull off multiple live services. Because if you look at EA, they only have FIFA. If you look at Activision, they only have Warzone or Call of Duty. But if you look at Ubisoft, they have For Honor. They have Assassin's Creed. They have The Division. They have Rainbow Six, Six Siege, which brings a lot of money in because they do the mm. tournaments and the expansion passes and whatnot. They're doing... Ghost Recon. Ghost Recon. They're doing... Riders Republic is coming out soon that has right, uh, live mm-hmm. services, which I'm yep. surprised because there's like a whole trial going on for that game right now. And I'm like, oh, but the game is not even out yet. What are you doing? This is weird. Hmm. Yeah. I have to check that out. So they have like five, six live service games. And I mean, it's successful because people drop money for in that stuff. So yeah, so I mean, we like. still haven't even hit the distraction yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, if people, the, the problem with this is if people keep on spending money, then the big companies will like, like, oh, well, this is working. So we should just focus our efforts on this because people want it because they spend their money on it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, which so. one was the last one again? Was it Double Agent? Uh, what was the question? No, 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 no. Double Agent was the one they released on the PS3. I think it was Conviction. I know because I have the Wii U version. Yeah, it was a you play as a younger uh, Sam Fisher. I love the last one. The last one was so good. It didn't have Michael Ironside in it, but it was really good. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Hmm. I love the the marking blacklist. 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 No, sorry, that's 2003. No. 13. I don't know. Is it? Is it Blacklist? I don't know. You are. Um, ah, gosh, yeah, I know. I completely, I completely messed up. Fantastic. But anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's the that's what's going to happen. I don't know if Ubisoft is going to do a Ubisoft Forward this year. Uh, maybe they'll announce it there. Um I think we're still going to get the Division expansion for this year, maybe, they hinted at. Um, maybe towards the end of the year. I think um, they are doing a Ubisoft Connect because I saw something about that, like, oh, like it's the one-year anniversary of Ubisoft Connect, blah, 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 and over there, like, patting themselves on the back. It was like, this is not something to pat yourself on the back of. Everybody's doing this, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, theirs is just less cringe. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, and it was Splinter Cell Blacklist. That was the oh, Blacklist. Oh, I like yeah. that one. I like the the marking system that you could, you know, you could mark enemies, and then he would like in a really cool way take them out. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, I did not get really far like in the first mission. That's okay. I finished it. I loved every second of it. I might have to like 
set up the Wii U and like try it again. But uh, you should, if it's on GeForce now, you should play it on PC. I played it on PC. I'd, I'd have to buy it first, I guess. Ah, well, uh, probably like a couple of bucks. I mean, I mean, I'd have to check GeForce now. Yeah, talking but about pretty GeForce much. Now. Uh, oh, pff, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know whether to be happy or kind of disappointed with this one. Um, well, okay, happy in the sense that they have added a new tier to GeForce Now, which is the GeForce Now 3080. Yep. So the regular ones, I think, run on... I don't remember which ones they run on. But basically... Uh, 2080s. You get, yeah, they run on 2080s, so you still have... You still have ray tracing with it uh, if the game support it. Um, you know, like the up and coming uh, Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy, which apparently is doing really well in terms of reviews. Yeah. Um, and looks really pretty. Like I saw some footage from that, like yep. PC footage and like PlayStation Five footage. Like it looks, it looks really, really detailed. Good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Dang. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's this new tier. That runs on 3080s. Yep. And before people freak the... out, it's not consumer-grade 3080s. No, these are server-grade Yeah, this is something completely else. So it's not like they're siphoning off production for this. This is something completely else. No, they had these specially made. Yep. And, um, yeah, so this tier allows you to play with something with super high fidelity. You finally get 4K because GeForce now, up until this point... Has been 1080. Um, but I think the 4K you, is only you can, if you have a shield. If you have a shield yeah. TV. Yeah. But you do get 1440, which is something yep. that you don't get right now with the base. Um, yeah. With the base one, yeah. um, which is great. Uh, you get way more. Uh, you get way better service. Um, but it is a uh, hundred bucks for six months. Yep. And you get uh, up to 120 FPS. So it's all. They've also reduce the latency so yeah you should be able to play competitive multiplayer i'm not buying yeah. it so so if you are playing destiny through geforce now now you can play it even better yeah if you're playing destiny at all <laughs> there are still people playing i destiny. know destiny is a, lo- a loyal following yeah yeah um i'm not sure how they feel about stuff getting vaulted recently but uh there but they've been they open are. about it. That's been their strategy for years. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it still doesn't make it any less better, though, in my opinion. Uh, because people paid for it. It's like paid content that you're not just like, yeah, we're just going to put it in our bungee vault, and uh, we'll bring that back out when we feel like it. Huh? What? In, in, in the end, you're paying for a live service. So, like, the money you pay for it is invested, and it and helps, them, yeah, helps them create new content. Yeah. yeah, as long as the new content is good, and I've heard it's kind of rocky. I've heard some stuff that they that stuff <laughs> some stuff that they put out is good. Some stuff that they put out is meh. Yeah. Um, but you know, to each their own. I'm not. I don't play Destiny too, but uh, I've seen some people play it, and yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, gosh, maybe I should le- at the very least try the base uh, through GeForce Now again and just see if I can get into it. Yep. Um. So yeah, I mean that has been. Uh, so in in euros it's eighty nine, so it's ninety euros mm. for the six month, and I am very tempted to do it because uh, as a founder we get first dibs, 
um which is nice because they're still pre-order it's not launched yet okay um, this new tier so they're still they're doing pre pre-orders for people that are in the founders category and then after that is like the regular pre-order the um, the plebs get their pick then <laughs> the yeah, the plebs you know the people that didn't invest early yeah. like i did yeah. <laughs> and even then i'm like ah oh, that is i mean it's really cool that they are able to do this and i really want to experience it but do you have a 1440p display otherwise no. you won't notice the difference <laughs> i don't but on unlike unlike mobile i don't know on about the web version yeah. I'm just talking about the Android version right now because iOS does not have a, an app. No, um, but you can they do did it say the browser, it's 120, right? yeah, through the browser on, on my phone. Yeah. Um, but they did say mobile does support up to 120 frames per second. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so that is nice if you have a phone that supports that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a phone that supports that either. <laughs> so i can't even do 4040p it's like and at this point i'm like just like that's fantastic where's the switch app i know you guys are partners it's kind of crazy that geforce now is still not available for switch and yet we're getting all these games that are you know like get the cloud version you know with yeah like uh, hitman and uh, control Guardians of the Galaxy, and, and Guardians of the Galaxy, and like Kingdom Hearts, like they're all getting these cloud versions, and you still have to pay full price for them. Yep. I'd rather just have my GeForce now on my Switch and just play my PC games. Basically, turn it into a Steam Deck. <laughs> Basically, turn it into a Steam Deck that you can't take anywhere else; otherwise, it won't work. But at least yeah. I have it on there. Yeah. Plus. Plus, I have the sweet OLED now, and which, oh my goodness, like we have to talk about the OLED in a bit, but we'll do it in what we've been playing, because... I am mm. a huge promoter of OLEDs, so... Oh, man, I'm, I will, we will talk about that in a bit, but um, there is one more thing that I want... Or, there was, actually, I think... We still yeah, have stuff on the list, more. like the We EA still have stuff on the list. Do you want to do the EA stuff? Because, yeah, I yeah, think... It's, it's easy. So, apparently, there is some bad blood between the FIFA and between EA because I think FIFA gets $150 million from EA for licensing the FIFA license. And it's a deal... Every four do, years. Every four years. And now, um, the FIFA wants a billion for four years. And EA is like, oh, we're not going to do it. And the reason Obviously. that... The, yeah, and the reason that FIFA is, is acting up is because... EA wants to take the FIFA license in other directions besides the only game they make. Uh, and the FIFA is not comfortable with them doing that. The funny thing is, is um, the EA deal is the most lucrative deal that the FIFA has. From what I read, it's their only source of income. Uh, because the FIFA is like a is like a foundation. It's not like a company or ah, they have, so. Yeah, fair, fair. So like this is their revenue stream because otherwise they're like a governing body. So they don't have money or don't need to make money. Um, and so the funny thing is, is EA registered a new name which was EA Sports FC or something or Club FC or FC mm -hmm. Club, which is like a horrible name. And yep. I mean, I cannot imagine. EA saying, okay, you know what? We're not going to pay you. And if you don't want to give us a license, fine, then keep it. We're just going to do our own thing. Because then you get into the into the realm of that, what you had with PES or eFootball, as it is called now. Because people always 
you had like the people that played past like i was one because i just mm-hmm. liked the way it played and i of course i wanted the license is in it but it was like the the sacrifice you make for the better gameplay so like yeah and people would always say i play fifa because it has the names and now mm-hmm. you're going to get in that territory that the fifa game is going to become eh, but i want the names you know <laughs> so i i don't see ea doing that because that will cost them a lot of money because people mm-hmm. buy FIFA for the names, but at the same time, um, they can force the FIFA and say, "Like, we're gonna give you two hundred million, and if you don't want it, fine, we'll just take our money." Uh, and then the FIFA will be like, "But no, but then we lose our money." So it's like they both are dependent on each other, but for the first time, EA is in a stronger position to kind of strong arm the FIFA. It's just mm. a matter of will they do it or not, uh, or if the FIFA will take a stance, firm firm stance. They're like, wow, this could escalate into something completely different. But on the other hand, they also like. So I mean, part of it is, of course, they 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 want to see more money. But part of it is also because they have, I don't know if their um, marketing leadership changed or anything. Yeah. But they want to diversify. Yeah. They basically are like, well, we could probably get more money if more company if we can license it out to more companies, which friggin' duh, right? Yeah. Like the biggest duh in the universe. But I think that's um, the, the part of the deal that EA is the sole exclusive rights holder. I honestly would not be surprised if someone at FIFA saw what happened between EA and Disney. With the with the Star Wars stuff, yeah, and they were like, "Ha, hmm, they might be onto something." Yeah, yeah, because uh, the funny thing is, is EA can easily spend the money because FIFA Ultimate Team on itself is a multi-billion-dollar product. Every quarter, yeah. they report on that it brings in billions in microtransactions. So, like, they could easily cover the cost. I think it's more like a. If we give them a billion now, over four in four years, they'll ask us for three billion, you know. Or it's maybe like a a pride thing that they're like, no, yeah. we've always done this. We're not going to give them a billion. Uh, so it's like two bulls against each other, and they're both locked in. They should have just kept making stuff like FIFA Street. It's so, I don't, I don't understand it. They what? could have done like. A FIFA Street every couple of years. It's not something yeah. that they have to do annually. Yeah. And they can have it be like fun. Like, for example, EA, like was it EA? Like NBA Playgrounds. Yeah. Is like this fun, like pick up and play basketball games. Kinda like FIFA uh, it's kinda like NBA Street. Yeah. Was. And it's a really fun thing to pick up and play. Like I have the first one on my Switch. Like I don't play it as often, but like mm-hmm. once in a while, I'll pick it up and be like, oh, "Okay, I want to play some like." Mm, that's nice, yeah. And like the FIFA Street stuff, like was really fun. I mean, even the the NBA Street stuff was really fun. Like the second one, the second game on GameCube had Mario and Peach in it, which was super <laughs> weird because they were like their proportions were like super weird because they looked like one of you know the mascot costumes. Yeah. It looked like that was play. Oh, wow. Okay. It's just so weird. Yeah. Well, like, the funny thing is, is I don't understand why EA isn't taking the Call of Duty approach. Because every Call of Duty game that gets released has a 
I think it's like a minimum development time of two years because they have multiple studios rotating, working on the franchise. So like yeah. FIFA is being made by EA Vancouver in Canada and they're the sole developer. So I don't understand why EA doesn't take a similar approach and say like, you know what? Because gonna... they don't have to. Yeah, but the, the thing is, is like a friend of mine who buys FIFA every year and I, every year I ask him like, what's FIFA like? And he's like, it's really buggy. It's really crappy. It barely has any innovation. So like, why do you buy it? I like FIFA, and uh, this is the only way to play it. Again, they don't have to do jack. Yeah. Like, and this, like, the most egregious one of this one, right, is the Switch version, it's, the yeah, Legacy no, Edition, which is, which is so bad because it's basically just roster updates. Yeah. And you still pay sixty bucks for it. I've heard it. And it's like every time they put it in the in the in the in the notes. There's no change other than the roster. It's basically the previous ver- year's version, yep. which they said the previous year before that. Yeah. Like, they haven't changed the game since, I think, the 2019 Legacy Edition. Oh, man. And that was based off, like, the FIFA 18. Oh, man. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Engine I mean- hasn't changed in, like... Four or five years for the Switch. <laughs> they, Just they the roster. Yeah, they get, they away, get with away with it. it. Yeah. But the review scores keep tanking because, like, the last one got, like, a two from IGN. Oh, wow. Which is funny because, like, the previous one got a four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. At this point, you should just give it a zero and, like, be done with it. I wouldn't even review it at all. Yeah, but they still have to because, you know, they get the review copies and they still have to play nice with EA. But that doesn't mean that they, you know, have to give it like a decent score if it doesn't deserve it. So, yeah. I hope, I hope, I really hope that changes come from this, like in a good way. Um, Not anything that basically makes it worse. I hope that there's the diversity in like soccer games that actually get the official FIFA license. There is one game that got announced this year at i think gamescom or at the opening live, night live event i forgot the name but it is made by a fairly unknown developer and they're really passionate football uh enthusiasts and their whole game is based on simulation so what they've done is they've gathered a lot of data around football and with that data they have built their simulation soccer game um so the way they're pitching it is that it's supposed to change the whole football game because, you know, it's been e-football or pass and EA with FIFA yeah. all for years and it's not really moving in a, in a specific direction or changing. So these guys hope to kind of shake up that field and hope to bring some necessary change. Um, I hope they pull it off, but, you know, they're because they're fairly new and small and nobody's really heard of them, um, it makes it always difficult, you know? Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I guess time will tell. Yeah. Speaking of time, we finally got that thing that we were ru- that was rumored for so long. And they finally gave us the time of day to show us a trailer. And of course, I'm talking about the GTA trilogy. Definitive edition? Is that like the full title? Yeah. She's the friggin' Wii's Rockstar. Okay. Yeah. Despite the name. Yeah. It looks pretty sweet. It looks really good. And yet people... <laughs> Gosh darn it, gamers! 
Gamers, let's unite and like let's stop being so salty about everything. Not everything has to be exactly we, the way we have think. to stop acting entitled. Exactly. C- come on. Like for like, did you expect them to like build all three games from the ground up to make it look like GTA Five? No, they because that's but, apparently because that's apparently what people were expecting. Really, because they were like really clear in the communication. They said like we stuck to the original look and feel of the game, but we brought the graphics into 2020 or 2021, and they've added that's, that's quality the part of that they got stuck on. Uh, they they also added quality of life stuff. So I think they we I don't I'm not sure, but I think I read somewhere that they added the cover system that the, the GTA five has. They they added a bunch of like GTA five yeah. mechanics. Yeah. To make it a bit more palatable, especially in terms of like gameplay, which makes sense. Yeah. Um because a lot of people that are gonna be playing this are people that played like GTA four, GTA five. Yeah. Um instead they've of never played stuff. Yeah, they never played it because then yeah. they'll realize how hardcore that stuff was and how at least not in its, missions were. At least not in its original form. Um, it looks nice. It looks really clean. They yeah. even like touched up some of the models. Yeah. Um, some like some characters have like new character models. Like they definitely tweaked some stuff because now they have individual fingers instead of like the stubs. The 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 weird the weird like single finger thing where that like, their thumb would to... always be like the single yeah, finger the, the, it would the... be like this you know and then uh, the funny thing is san andreas <laughs> the mitten that... hands <laughs> yeah, san andreas when you would be in those gang fights they would be like bitches and then they would have those guns and they would just shoot like this you know like oh this looks horrible this looks horrible <laughs> Now it looks decent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm personally excited for it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to buy it because it's coming out digitally on November 11th. And then a couple yeah. of weeks later in December, it's going to come out physically. It's going to cost it's 60, 60 bucks. Yeah, 60 bucks, which is okay. I, I spoke to a couple of friends. They were like, I paid 60 bucks for this. I'm like, you're getting three, four games that you normally paid 60 bucks each for. Exactly. On the Switch, at the very least, from what I can tell, you can buy the games individually if you want to, or you can buy it in the bundle. Oh, that's nice. I don't know if it's possible on the PlayStation, because I saw only the full pack on the PS Store. Yeah, I think the the, the fact that you can only buy them individually is like a a specifically a Switch thing. Mm, Okay. From what I I read, I'm not 100% sure on that, but it seems like something that they would do, because they've done it before. Mm-hmm. With other games, like for example, um, like the new the Naruto Ninja Storm trilogy, like you can buy it as a bundle, or you can buy like the individual games. Mm, that's um, nice. Even though on like other consoles, um, you could only buy them in the bundle. Maybe it's so like that's a nice. requirement for Nintendo. To I be a, guess. Be sellable yeah, on the or something like yeah. Yeah, because then you have to deal with smaller game files. Yeah. Even though, like the whole. Th- trilogy is like 13 gigabytes on switch really wow wow that's surprise like we think that those games are surprisingly big but don't forget don't forget those games were playstation 2 games yeah on a, on a they weren't a gig big like at yeah. best they were like 700 megabytes well i'm not sure but like it was on a dvd and a, a single layer dvd was 4.7 okay maybe gigabytes. like a yeah, four point seven gigabyte. Okay, fine. But they retooled it and they like compressed the stuff. So yeah, it's yeah. funny because I saw that. I think it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Like on PS4, it's around sixty gigs, 
and on PS5 is around 30 gigs because of the improved compression technique on the PS5. So it's like you, you just save half the space. I just hope that they do that with Warzone because that's still like 180 gigs. Yeah. Um, speaking of Guardians, apparently the ray tracing uh, is not enabled just yet on the console versions, but it's coming in a later update. So oh, okay. if people are hoping for ray tracing stuff on the consoles, they have to wait just a little bit longer. But if you have it on PC, um, it runs fairly well, especially if you use DLSS um, and don't put like the, 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 the ray tracing on like the highest ridiculous settings, mm. which apparently doesn't really add much to like how it looks like if you put it, I think on ultra, which is like you have ultra, super ultra, and then you have like ultimate or something <laughs> um, like the first tier and then like DLSS on gives you like 70, 75 frames per second okay but with like really nice ray tracing on it so i mean uh i i want to buy it i'm just not gonna buy it now i'll just pick it up in a sale but uh, i definitely mm. want to buy it buy it yeah i mean dang it i really hate myself because now i kind of want to get it on because uh, i because it is on geforce now so i might actually like wait for PC. it to exactly like get it on there so yeah but then it's like, so do I get it? So I do I also sign up then for like 3080 <laughs> for the 3080 or just keep like my current founders uh, thingy, which is uh, which is also fine. It's 1080p and still has the ray tracing. So now there I'm going to act like I'm uh, like you. We, we just talked about plebs and stuff like that. 1080p is so for plebs. I only oh, do 4K. I only oh, do 4K please. these days. <laughs> oh please, please with your 4K. But anyways, <laughs> I think that's about it for the news. Because otherwise, if yeah. we go on like for forever. Yeah. Um, so stick around, and we'll be right back with what we've been playing. Yeah. back ladies and gentlemen with the second half of this podcast which is of course what we've been playing so sean templar what have you been playing uh i've been playing a few things so um back for blood came out i think last week and uh yeah how was that yeah it's it's day one in game pass and i just got game pass for pc and uh, played it with a friend of mine um, it's made by the same people that made Left 4 Dead, and it really feels like Left 4 Dead, which isn't <laughs> a bad thing. Um, they've added some stuff, you know, to make it differently, like cards and I think like the the director from Left 4 Dead, you know, the enemy AI that shuffles up the game and makes it harder and harder for you is is also in here. It's also called the director, and it it has kind of like a skull system, like in Halo, where they can activate certain perks for the enemies that they can that they die harder or that there's more mist in the environment or you know just to make your playthroughs harder and harder and mm. you as is a, that the card system yeah so the director has cards that they can that he or she or the it throws into the mix to make it harder for you and you where's my where's my, where's my camera cutting out I don't know, man. Yeah, and um, the the players also have cards they can use, which are like perks, so like faster reload or 
uh, instead of a bash that you get a knife. So you get a knife kill every time, stuff like that. And then you can earn points by playing the missions and collect resources. And then you can upgrade those cards or unlock new cards. So, you know, progression there. Um, <laughs> I personally like it. It's, um, on PC, for example, it's really well optimized. It supports DLSS and I'm just running it at 4K60, I think Ultra. Um, and it's just like buttery smooth. Um, it plays nice. It looks nice. It is definitely a game you need to play with someone, I think, or like if possible with four people, you know, because that would make the experience even more fun. Um, what what happens is, is you just get match made with random strangers. And if the strangers drop out for any reason, they get replaced by a bot. Um, cool thing is, is if you, for example, die and you, you go into this, uh, you lie, you lay down and you have your pistol and you can shoot enemies until you get revived. But if you die there as well, then uh, what will happen is, is your character will randomly respawn in the environment and be captured by the zombies so that you need to, uh, you revive or you bring your, your friend back to the game by freeing him from or her from zombie capture, which is kind of a cool mechanic. Um, There's weapon customization in it. I don't think it transfers over. So like if you fail a mission, then you go back and then you don't have the weapon customization. Um, So you have to like buy the attachments for the weapons again in the game shop. Um, For some reason, there is no... Uh, the the way it works is, is you start a run. So you pick a, a mission you want to do and you start a run for it. But for some reason, we, play, we played on hard. And if we were to die, we couldn't continue our run. We had to start a new run. So you, we, we got into this part where we got chased by this massive zombie boss, like a zombie giant. And he just kept killing us. So we had to start all over again constantly. Uh, so there is like a form of a checkpoint system in there, but it's not really clear to me how it works just yet. Um, mm. But yeah, it, it's fun. I played it for a couple of hours. I'll probably jump back into it again this week. Um, besides that, I finished Mass Effect 3. I, uh, Yay, <laughs> yeah, it took, a, it took a long time. It took me 25 hours or something to finish it. Which And I no, only did like, I did the main missions and the... Some side missions. I had like this optimal game mission structure list that I followed. Um, I know somebody that put like 50 hours into it. Um, Sounds normal. Yeah. Um, I like the ending. I didn't have any issues with the ending. Um, I remember back in the day that like a huge backlash about the ending. I thought the ending was okay. I chose uh, the blue ending, uh, which is the, the Paragon. Yeah, the Paragon ending. Um yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, is because you're playing the Legendary Edition, the DLC is kind of woven into the story. Uh, whereas if you played it at the time, you would have to wait for the DLC. So I had these moments in which I was playing some DLC without noticing it. And then the funny thing is, is like, Shepard is like this super uh, serious character, you know? And, and in one of the DLCs, something happens and then i thought it was like a dream because shepherd was all of a sudden really funny and he was like really being a smart ass and making these remarks i'm like is this shepherd what's going on here this isn't the shepherd i know he's always super serious super stoic like oh i'm here to save the world from the reapers (laughs) you know and now he was just being funny and he actually made me laugh a couple of times like what is going on here so that was a nice surprise to have that dlc in there um 
but yeah, I, f- I finished it and I removed it from my PlayStation instantly because the whole collection takes up a hundred gigs. You cannot like individually s- delete a part. I'm like, I don't want this stuff taking up space on my PlayStation. You still uh, haven't gotten the the hard drive? Still, no, still I'm waiting uh, for that heatsink. Yeah, so I saw like a a company called Sabrent. They make uh, SSDs for uh, for PC and all sorts of other stuff. But the cool thing is, is they came up with a unique SSD heatsink solution. So uh, how it works is that normally you have this plate covering the the SSD expansion bay, and then you mm-hmm. slot your SSD with an S uh, heatsink in there. What they basically did is they made like a heatsink that is part of the cover. So instead of putting the old cover back, you just put in the heatsink on your SSD and then the, it, it's automatically also a cover that goes over the, the bay. So it dissipates heat even better. Um, and it's really inexpensive. It's like, I think 20, maybe 30 euros. Why I, isn't that a regular thing? I think Sony didn't think about it because they engineered it like a couple of, a couple of months ago. It's really cool. Yeah. When I when I saw it, it's like, whoa, this is really cool stuff. But it's so popular, everybody buys it. So I'm just waiting for a good Black Friday deal on an SSD because I want a one terabyte SSD, and I'm thinking about the Western Digital one. But it's it's like around 200 euros for a tera, and I think that's a lot of money. Uh, so I'm just waiting for a good Black Friday deal. I might end up buying the Samsung 980 Pro, but. Uh, the Western Digital SN850 one is the is like the most recommended one, unless you want to spend crazy money and buy a Seagate. Um, so for now, I'm just playing games and then deleting them from my hard drive. Um, yeah, I bought the, the Death Stranding Director's Cut the other day, and I'm uh, playing that now. And it's just, I'm still amazed at how beautiful that game is. And it runs at 4K 60 FPS. Um, it's the funny thing is is if you run it in quality mode, it runs at native 4K and it tries to get to 60 FPS, which it most of the time does, but it has dips here and there. If you run so it, so it's in, not locked at 60. No. So if you run it in performance mode, it just does checkerboard 4K, but has a locked 60 FPS. But here's the funny part: there's a widescreen option in the game which just introduces black bars, makes it more cinematic. And it has a bigger field of view. If you have that enabled and you're in the quality mode, then you get native 4K in a lock 60 FPS because it's rendering it in a smaller frame. Right. right so that's yeah. what that's how you get 4K 60 FPS natively. And I'm like, I'm fine with that. Uh, so I'm playing that now, and I'm not far along. I'm just uh, past the part where you. Um, uh, I'm out of Capital Not City, and I'm trying to get to the first waypoints to add them to the chiral networks. I'm like, really oh, okay, so you're still, you haven't reached the distribution center in the first area. I I just reached that one. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool, cool. yeah. So I'm like there, yeah. and um, the place really nice. It's cool that it has dual sense implementation, so you can feel the dual sense when you're walking around in the environment, or when you're carrying like. When you get close to the weight limit, then you have to, you feel tension on the dual sense because you have to keep them pressed for the balancing stuff. Yeah, for on the triggers. Yeah, on the triggers, and um, the there's of course sound effects coming from the dual sense. Uh, so it's really nice. Load times pretty fast. Um, it's it's just death stranding. I mean, I love that game. You know. Um, yeah. 
I would definitely recommend to people if they haven't played it yet. Um, I haven't. I was also. Play, I started playing Yakuza Three last uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think I mentioned it in the last yeah. episode. Yeah. I haven't played any more of that. I will go back to that soon. Um, I'm actually looking forward to Age of Empires Four, which is coming out this week. I think so. Also getting good review scores. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I played the. I was under. Embar- I was under embargo. Is it, so isn't I gonna... it, is it? Wait, under embargo for what? I was under embargo for Age of Empires, so I couldn't talk about it. But I played it like a while back, and I really ah. liked it. Yeah, it was really. Oh, good. that's what you were teasing. Yep. Yeah, it was really ah. good. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, it had nice. like these these really small quality of life improvements that make such a huge impact mm. on playing it. So, like for example, your villager, if they um, if they don't do anything. So normally you wouldn't be able to easily spot that, you know, or you would have to like look really closely or something. And now you would just get a notification like your villagers do nothing. And like it's such a simple thing, but it makes such a big impact. Hey, lazy. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> get I mean, back yeah. to work. Yeah. <laughs> You'd probably be a dictator, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's basically. Oh, and I've also been playing Rome Total War again on my tablet. And uh, of course you that have. That works. That I, I mean, like I, I, I never finished that game on PC, and I finished my first actual playthrough on that game on my tablet on a mobile version. But it works so well, just like with a touchscreen, selecting units, dragging around. It works so well. I'm like, and with that, I'm always like. Let me just play this for five minutes. And then suddenly it's three hours later. I'm like, oh, crap. I just spent three hours on the couch playing this game. Uh, Growing the Roman Empire. I have indeed. And that's basically what I've all been playing. What have you been playing? Um, well, it's been a while since I played Persona 5, so I probably should get back on that. I would if... Um, we weren't getting some new Animal Crossing stuff, <laughs> which now basically meant that I've been spending the past couple of days, almost a week now, trying to make some space for new farmland, because now you can farm vegetables and stuff on your island when the DLC drops, and you can now have DIY cooking, so you can actually make food that you can eat that looks surprisingly good for something called animal crossing um uh, i am gonna get the expansion pack the expansion pack so it comes with the paid dlc the happy home paradise um mostly because i want the tools to um decorate the house a lot better and like has a bunch of like flourishes and stuff um which is nice uh i mean i can also pick up the dlc separately but i i feel like if i'm getting the expansion pack might as well get get like the full experience um since i am paying that much more for it um so that i've been playing that uh i've been playing a lot on my oled switch and i'm like gosh darn it like this is what the switch screen should have been like from the beginning because it is so gosh darn pretty i know and like games look so much like some games look marginally better but some games like really get more immersive. Yeah. Like Dark Souls looks so good on like the OLED screen. I don't know why it looks so much better. Probably because it of just... all the colors and the OLED screen adjusting properly to it. Because it's like I a gray, guess... darky color scheme, right? 
Exactly. Yeah. And like the same thing goes for, uh, you know, Metroid Dread, of course, looks like yeah. freaking brilliant on it. And um, Animal Crossing just Animal Crossing looks good, like really good on the OLED. It's like I put it on the TV like recently. I'm like, wow, these colors kind of look washed out. What the actual crap? Like, but that's like uh, because I have part, I don't like, have an OLED TV. If you have like, uh, but that's always the tricky part. Like if you have a device that has a really great screen, and then you go to another device that doesn't have a great screen, you like immediately like oh, you're like what's this? What's, eh? You know, you're like you're suddenly you're you're posh, you're spoiled. You're like oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, oh my goodness, it's just it's so yep. crazy. Yeah, because I don't have an OLED TV, and like, imagine how like that con- is. What, I'm what like I, contemplating getting one. It's like well, mm. what I personally love about my OLED, and that's the beauty about an OLED. It's like I got mine in 2018, and it was the 2017 model, because I deliberately bought it because it was a thousand bucks cheaper than the 2018 model, and the the, the difference is is like really small because it's always been incremental in the last few years, mm. but it the image quality still to this day is is amazing and what i personally always like is like when i uh start up the netflix app the screen goes all black and then you only see the netflix logo so it's like only the red of the netflix logo and everything around is pitch black because normally with an lcd it would bleed over he would see this glow around the netflix logo but here's like well gosh damn that's nice and when i watch something like drive to survive in hdr on it it's like my eyes hurt because it's just so vibrant and so vivid. I'm like, ah, you know, it's just that amazing. Yeah. I mean, good grief. It is like the dark souls logo looks just like, so it like it's floating in the screen. Yep. It's, it's just surrounded by pure blackness. Yep. Um, and yeah. it's just, ah, gosh, darn it. It's like, it's such a, and then you're, and then you imagine a more powerful switch. Yeah. Which, you know, it's something that I hate to discuss. But then I imagine a more powerful Switch running games even prettier than that. And like, yep. well, dang, that actually would be even cooler. I, I saw um, rumors the other day that they are working on a Switch successor and it's going to come out either next year or the year after. I don't uh, think it's going to come out next year because the OLED just launched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like um, it, it, it is basically the Switch Pro that they're talking about, like from a hardware point of view with DLSS and the whole shebang. And I'm like, that would make sense. But the funny thing is, is it was... Uh, there was another rumor. There is this known Nintendo leaker, Nate the Great, or Nate, hate, Nate, hate, Nate the Hate. Nate the Hate. He, he broke the news. He said that this Switch successor wouldn't be backwards compatible initially and that they're working yeah. on a way to make it backwards compatible. I'm like, whoa. That like you, you can't true, do that, like Nintendo. If you do that, you, you, and you can't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, the shit hits the fan, you know. Yeah. So I hope, I gotta hope that Nintendo is like working on that. Maybe that, maybe that is the reason why that got delayed. I think if the pandemic hadn't happened, we probably wouldn't have gotten an OLED switch. We would have just gotten a Switch Pro or whatever with an OLED screen and a better CPU. But I think because of the whole supply uh, issues and constraints is probably the safest bet to just say like we'll just do an incremental upgrade instead of going full-blown consoles because look at what sony and microsoft are dealing with they're still unable to have supply in stores yeah oh man i 
did I? I think I talked to someone quite recently. And they were like, yeah, I am still trying to get like a PlayStation 5. And it's been almost a year. Yeah, it's crazy. It is ridiculous. Yeah, because I, I don't even think some retailers take pre-orders. Because if you go to Game Mania, you cannot pre-order there. So like either their lists are, are overflowing or they just eventually decided not to do it. I think you can, I think you can only pre-order in the store now. Yeah, I went to the not website online. like uh, last week and it didn't mention any. It said we're not taking pre-orders at this moment. So like, right, you're oh. right. It also said it doesn't. They don't take pre-orders at the store either. Yeah, and like the only way to get it, I think, is you got to get lucky with a drop. You know, when a ball, a ball does it, or a cool blue does it, or a, a or net game, net game. Yeah, apparently. I mean, it's not, again, it's not like the only thing because the OLED switch. Also, um, is having the same thing. So, funny like, thing well, with that is though well. that when that came out, I they saw... are getting more drops though. Yeah, but like, I expected that to be scalped, and it didn't because I saw, or maybe like I saw like a a a, a moment capture or whatever a momentum name as you call it in Dutch. It's like mm-hmm. I went to uh, to Tweakers, and you know, I I keep it, I keep an eye on it, and I saw like. PS5 is still going between is, is the average price is 500 for a digital edition and between and generally 600 650 maybe 675 for a disc edition um so that's like the average price so let's say you pay 150 bucks more for a disc edition PS5 uh, and then for Xbox is of course lower but i saw switches switch OLEDs for MSRP like people yeah, were selling it for three eighty, and I was like, "Huh, what's going on here? Aren't you supposed to scalp this?" And people were like, "I got yeah, two. See, I just want to separate thing. for normal." It's, that's the Netherlands because I'm checking eBay right now, and in the US, it's going for five hundred and forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. So here, I was completely shocked. I was like, "Huh." There's still there's some... nothing here that's MSRP. Yeah, there's like four hundred and above. There was some goodness left in people. Oh wait, there's one that's selling it for three hundred and ten, um, but it's bidding, not like yeah, it's probably auction. Like for, yeah, auction. yeah so yeah, that yeah, it's crazy. Um, outside of that, um, what else have I been playing? I have been. Playing... I saw you playing Genshin Impact. Yes, yes. I was I was playing Genshin Impact. You caught me. You caught me. Um, it's but that's not like a, because I want to continue sin to play that game. It's okay. Nah, but but uh, people like people like I haven't spent money on Genshin except for like once. I spent once, but then that the only reason I spent money on it is because I won like this gift card a while ago, and I still had some credit from that. Okay. I was like, well, it's like six bucks. Like, I'll I'll pay for this. Um, um, so I did that. It was like this, like day. It's like when you get the daily reward stuff mm-hmm. um, for like a month. So I did that for a month. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Uh, so I, that's why I played it on and off. I played some Kingdom Hearts because Sora is out on Smash. I played Smash, of course, and Sora plays really nice. Um, Broken from from here to Kingdom Come, but 
It's still fun thought, to play. I thought Sakurai was this amazing perfectionist dude that spent hours on it, perfecting it, balancing it. That's what. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. Time. I'm pretty sure he does, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have a preference. Oh, um, okay. And clearly, he had a preference for this one because Sora be broken, man. This dude <laughs> floats. This dude has like a double recovery that he can chain, which is insanity. Um, you still need to like really get the timing down, but dude, like if you if it's not like an instant KO, if it's not like an instant like just off the screen, you can probably always come back to the stage and just like take revenge as Sora. It's crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's been a, like also playing it on the oh gosh the OLED is so good the screen is just so good uh dang it I I need to like do some research on like OLED TVs <laughs> well the best one to get is an LG OLED because they the funny thing is is all the OLED panels are made by uh LG Display which is like a part of LG the conglomerate. And they sell the displays to the panels to LG Electronics, who makes the mm-hmm. LG OLED TVs, or Sony, or Philips, or whatever. They're like, they're the biggest player. Um, and we've come to the point where LG has been able to offer OLEDs at such a affordable. I mean, like it's still a lot of money for the TV. Let's be honest. But like, if you compare it to the level they're on offering it, like I think you can get a quality OLED TV for like. Around a thousand bucks, which is still a lot of money, but if you consider that you're getting an OLED TV for a thousand bucks and it's a TV that you'll be able to use for like, like I have mine for three years. I'm heading into year four, and I still love my TV because normally with an LCD TV, you'll just start to notice a drop in quality because you know colors will start to wash out, the screen will start to bleed around the corners and whatnot. Mm. Um, but this is just just all pure black and pretty and vibrant colors and contrast. Like I had one issue with it that I had a dead pixel and I reached out to the store that I bought it and they were like, oh, it's within spec. And I was like, it's not within spec. So I called LG and LG said, oh yeah, sure. Just send a picture of, uh, of the issue to us through WhatsApp. I did that. And then the technician just called me and he said, yeah, it's a dead pixel. We're going to replace the panel for you. I'm going to order a new panel for you. And then I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to replace it on the spot. I was like, what? <laughs> and then within two days, he was at my place uh, and he came in to change the panel because he called me the day before. He's like, hey, the panel arrived. Do you have time tomorrow? I'm like, yeah. And he came in within 45 minutes. I had a new OLED panel and it's been humming and purring ever since. So like the service <laughs> is also great. Yeah nice yeah and i mean like this to be honest sony makes the best lg uh, the the best oled tv because they add a lot of extra processing power and sauce and stuff to it but Mm. i personally don't think it's worth spending extra money on it i mean if you look at reviews a lot of people say like yeah just get the lg oled man as a matter of fact i wanted to buy because i have a 55 inch now and I wanted to mm-hmm. buy the 48-inch for my bedroom because I could use it for streaming and for watching TV. But I think it's, it's a little bit too big because, like, I'm supposed Isn't to Isn't that, like, the smallest size you can get? Yeah. But I knew that they work, were working on a 42-inch. And it was supposed to come out this year. But they said, like, it's going to come out early next year. So now I'm like, you know what? I'll just, I'm going to buy that one when it comes out. Because if I'm going to stream, like, this is the, like, you can't see it. 
basically yeah. like this is the distance i'm sitting off of my screen so like if you're I, watching the youtube version if you're watching the youtube version so like the 48 inch would be too big you know so the 42 inch is perfect so i'm like yeah. just gonna buy that oled i'll pop it in my bedroom i'll hook up another ps5 and just gonna stream off that and if i'm not gonna stream off i'm just gonna watch tv yeah exactly that's and su- that's super chill though and lg should um, definitely give us a commission for selling all the oleds we just did by people to people listening to this podcast so you're thank you're welcome lg <laughs> i don't know if this is a hundred percent confirmed but i do i did hear that allegedly the oled panel in the switch because yeah. usually like nintendo gets their displays from sharp like that mm-hmm. is like really long-standing yeah um like uh you know partnership with sharp yeah um and like the the original oled screen uh the original switch screen is also from sharp yeah apparently the oled screen is from samsung yeah because uh samsung makes uh the funny thing is is samsung doesn't make oled tvs because they were like but does make smaller panels yeah because they were like you know qled is the way to go um, but apparently next year, Samsung is going to come up with its own OLED TV, which is going to blow the competition away. Um, mm-hmm. And But they make like, they're like a huge supplier for small screen OLEDs, like for phones and tablets and in this case, switches. Um, they dominate that market. And the funny thing is, is LG is not dominant in that market for on, on a small screen market. So it's really funny because say like, if you own the big market, you got to own the small market. Yeah, that is that is the Nintendo approach. <laughs> yeah. Ironically. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh have I played anything? I've played like a bunch of small things here and there, just testing stuff on my OLED switch, of course. Um but that, those are like the this. main like some games you really notice it with some games it's like okay. Like I think about I think I talked about it the last time, like downwell looks amazing because like it's mostly just black and red <laughs> you're playing with the regular pa- with the like you have different like color palettes that you can choose yeah. from so i chose like the the last time i played i was playing on the game boy palette so i was like this doesn't look any different and i was like oh wait i changed the palette to game boy let me change it to the original colors and it's red and black and like it's like it's like so black and it's like <laughs> oh my gosh that's so cool <laughs> ah Anything yep. with black, the blacks in it, or like very vibrant colors in it, yep. it just it pops and it looks yep. clean and sharp. It's like the colors it's are a, popping off of your screen. Yeah, I keep. I'm sorry, I keep coming back to the gosh darn OLED. It's just such. It's so pretty. I know. It's so pretty. It's prettier than my own TV. I know. <laughs> and now I like I've had this because uh, I have an iPhone XR and like I've had it for years and I've never had a problem with it. And you like the first time I got it, you were like, "Oh, why did you get that one? It, that doesn't have an OLED screen." I was like, nope. "I don't care," and in fact, I really don't care. And then I got the OLED, and then I got the OLED switch. I'm like, "I don't oh, care." And I think I think I need to start. I, need, I think I need a new phone because <laughs> I can notice. Because now I notice the stupid blacks that are not yep. truly black now. Yep. Like, yeah. done it. Yep. And which is funny because I have a Vita and I didn't have the same problem with the Vita. Like the Vita screen is great. It's not the same screen as the OLED switch. No, because like, the Vita was like early, early OLED. Early and, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and OLEDs come so far in those years. Yeah, yep. definitely. 
I mean, like, uh, Murder Master the Demon Plate still looks amazing on, like, my Vita, but now I kind of want it on my Switch so that I can play it on the OLED Switch and just have it look really good and stuff. Yeah. Like, the like 2D stuff that has, like, really vibrant, vibrant colors is, like, really nice. Like, even... I didn't even expect that. I just expected, like, 3D stuff to, like, really pop. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect 2D stuff, like, really very meticulously crafted 2D stuff to look amazing. Oh, that's nice there. Yeah. yeah. So that's basically it. And uh, of course, I've been streaming. I've been streaming Secret of Mana again. Um, doing all the voices. Doing all the voices, because of course I do. I got stuck a little bit on like this double boss thing. Yeah. And I kind of figured it out. The problem was that I hadn't upgraded my armor. So I've been grinding offline. So the next time I'm going to be streaming, um, I'll have way better gear and I'll be a higher level. Uh, and hopefully this time I can get through the boss battles because they were really... Because re- the first boss battle is really annoying because it takes up way too much magic to use. And then I do not have enough magic to beat the second boss, which barely touches the freaking ground. So you have to use magic or you have to use a ranged attack and you have to time it exactly when he touches the ground. If he's not touching the ground, you can't hit the stupid vampire bat. Okay, wow. Yeah, it's such a stupid like it's the only like it's the only one of the few bosses in Secret of Mana yeah. that back then and to this day still annoy the crap out of me. <laughs> like the uh, game is great. These vampire bat, like, there's multiple of them. It's like this is the first encounter with a vampire bat. There's one later in the game and I'm, I'm not looking forward to i i'm not looking forward to this one i'm not looking forward to the other one but at least with the other one i will be more stronger i'll have more magic and i'll have the specific element that defeats that boss so i only have to do like a few spell blasts and then it's dead but that still doesn't make it any less annoying not against smiling not against smiling <laughs> as you do as you do um so i guess with that we have reached the end so sean templar will you do the honors i will uh, try my best uh thank you all for tuning in to another episode of game rivals um you can find us on your favorite podcasting platforms we're on apple podcast spotify anchor google podcast overcast you name it we're probably there uh, you can reach us through email game rivals feedback at gmail.com um, we're available on uh, YouTube as well. The the video version it goes up at the same time that the uh, that the uh, audio version goes up. You can find a link to it in the description for the audio version. Um, it has the same name generally as the uh, audio version, so you can also probably look it up on YouTube. Um, you can find us on Twitter, game underscore rivals underscore. Uh, you can find Maximilian over at Twitter at Maximilian. Um, we both stream. Um, twitch.tv slash maximilian underscore x and twitch.tv slash sean templar uh when are you streaming again um well if you're listening to this when this airs i've already streamed um the day before um i might actually stream the day of release as well okay and i won't be streaming on the thursday because i have something to do that night um but i might stream again friday afternoon okay well that's nice plenty uh, of uh, opportunities to see you uh, plenty of our do all the voices 
and basically i stream or at least i try my best to stream every tuesday and every thursday um what i stream depends on my mood so um I might just, you know, default to my favorite, which is Secret of Mana, because I haven't finished that one yet, um, as you just heard. Or I'll be playing something else that I feel like playing. I might be playing Animal Crossing when that update finally hits, so you'll see my island. Um, if you haven't seen it in the previous stream, I streamed Animal Crossing a little bit after um, the, the Animal Crossing Direct, which was fun. People got to see my island. Um, in its current state, which was full of weeds and flowers, which is a really weird image to see. Um, I've made some changes, and I'm still making changes until the the, the update and the DLC hit. Nice. So uh, there's that. Yeah, and if you're more into a zombie slaying mood, I am streaming Days Gone. I think I'm finally getting to the end, um, so I will be streaming this Sunday. I generally stream on Sundays. Uh, so yeah, if you feel like seeing me freak out with freakers haha uh feel free to join um we're also on instagram uh at maximilian underscore x and at game rivals and uh there is one more thing that i wanted to share yes because if you are a listener of the podcast and you listen through spotify um spotify or at least uh spotify added a new feature where we are now able to ask you the listeners a question through the latest episode um if you uh, if you feel inclined to, uh, there will be another question up uh, with this episode. If you're listening to it, you'll see it. Um, what is the question? What, well, I was thinking, considering that we talked about um, Splinter Splinter Cell, mm-hmm. or actually not, no, I was thinking Splinter Cell, but I think we kind of beat that one down. My question is actually. If you've seen the Uncharted trailer, what are your thoughts about it? Did you like it? That's a good one. Did you like the cast? Did you like the casting? Yeah. Um, it'll be in the episode, so you can just go to the episode. If you're on Spotify, you will see the you'll see like a neat little question mark there that we have a question. You can just click on it and leave your response. And if you leave a response, we might even read it on the next episode of Game Rivals. Yeah. Awesome. That's a nice one. Um, and I think that's it. So on that note, I have been and always will be Sean Templer. And I have been and will always be Maximilian X. And we'll catch you on the next one. Later. Later.